We reveal the average weekly pay for subcontracting electricians. We hear more grumbles from homeowners about their smart meters. And we meet Ihor the electrician who dodges Russian bombs to reconnect power to villages in the Ukraine. Welcome to Electrical News Weekly in association with Schneider Electric. Whether you're listening in the van, on site, down at the wholesale counter, or if you're a designer and you've made it safely to your desk, wherever you are, I hope your week is off to a great start. I'm Joe Robinson and I've been through the best of the electrical industry news to save you the trouble. And as always, don't forget to listen out for the two words that I've been challenged to slip into today's show. Comment below or tag us on social media if you think you've spotted them. And of course, if you've got a story you'd like to feature in the news, then please click the link in the show notes for more information on how to do so. And if you're watching on YouTube, you may like to know that an audio-only version of this video goes out on all major podcasting platforms so you can listen to us while you're in the van or on site. And if you're already listening to the audio version, why not check us out on YouTube for some extra visuals as well. Smart meters are in the news again and for all the wrong reasons. The Guardian newspaper asked its readers for their experiences of the devices and it was deluged with a post box packed with problems. The main complaints? They can become uncommunicative and they sometimes stop working when the householder switches energy supplier. There are now smart meters in half the nation's homes but experts fear as many as 4 million may be operating in dumb mode. This means they're not talking to the energy companies and have to be read manually. To make matters worse, manufacturers of smart meters say they can't make any more because of a global shortage of semiconductor chips. Now, spare a thought for an elderly couple from Scotland who have been reading their two electricity meters manually for years. The household consists of a three-bed semi with electric storage heaters in Nethy Bridge. Last week, the couple received a statement from their energy supplier Ovo estimating their bill for the coming year to be a whopping £40,000. A few days later, Ovo wrote again, this time to say that their original estimation was wrong. What a huge relief that must have been. The revised calculation was now a truly spectacular £52,000. When the stunned geoid picked themselves up off the floor, they contacted the firm who told them, yes, the correct charge was indeed 52 grand. The couple then wrote to the newspapers and a subsequent investigation revealed that the home had one meter for peak energy and one meter for normal use. It turns out they'd mixed up the two readings, leading to the heart-stopping estimate. What a relief. But even with a correct reading of your electricity meter, you'll still need to be on a pretty tidy salary to pay your energy bills comfortably. According to a recent survey, self-employed Sparks are getting just that. In fact, they have seen their salaries rise significantly this year, and they're now getting an average weekly pay of £1,021. According to CIS payroll specialist and audit firm Hudson Contract, earnings for self-employed electricians grew by 3.8% in May alone. The company says that none of its clients are telling it that they are struggling for work, However, some are reporting there are fewer tenders coming through the door. This could be a sign that a bit of heat is coming out of the market in some parts of the country. At this point in the show, we like to give a shout out to one of our social media followers. Last week, we were in far-flung Australia where the Wallabies and the Emu roam. But this week, we're much closer to home. In fact, just down the road in Keithley, where they definitely don't. As we say hello to Ashley Rothery of AGR Electrics. He's active on Instagram and Twitter and tagged us in a tweet with a picture of himself and his trusty hound standing next to our medium red van 
parked up outside our accommodation of choice, the railway in Skipton. Thanks Ash for saying hello, and if you're walking your dog in the evening, pop in and say hello, we'll be happy to buy you a pint. Go and give Ashley a follow at AGR Electrics, and if you spot any of us or the van out in the wild, give us a shout out on your social media. Returning to the news now, one firm which appears untouched by any slowdown is property certificate specialist Simple. It says it can boost your monthly earnings without a big commitment. The company is looking for a thousand electrical contractors to conduct electrical safety tests, pat testing and energy performance surveys for its customers. It works like Uber. If you sign up, you'll receive a text message or email about an inspection which has been booked with the firm. You can then respond if you're in the area and want to attend. It promises easy admin and payments within seven days into your bank account. There's no sign-on fee and contractors are free to make their own decisions about whether or not to carry out an inspection when it's notified to them. I've popped the link to the app in the show notes in case you want to check it out. Another app we love, and we've mentioned here before, is Fergus, a special admin platform for tradespeople. This week it arrives in the UK all the way from New Zealand. Fergus was founded in 2014 by Dan Pollard, who's a plumber, but we won't hold that against him. Dan set out to solve the admin problems that had plagued his business for years. Fergus lives on your phone and takes care of quotes, invoices and reports. You can schedule jobs on it, track them and even manage your team with it. It also integrates with accounting software such as Xero, QuickBooks and Stripe. Now, I'm just going to pause the podcast for a moment to say a big thank you to Schneider Electric for supporting today's show. You all know Schneider Electric, they're the manufacturer of all kinds of electrical products, from clips to panel boards and pretty much everything in between. We've used their distribution equipment pretty extensively at Lineside Studios in the north, and the installation went off smoothly and efficiently thanks to the great design embodied in all their gear. On top of great quality products, Schneider are also focused on energy efficiency and sustainability, which is extremely important at this time. So thanks again to Schneider Electric for making this week's podcast possible. Okay, on with the show. Next up is the result of this week's eFix survey. We asked you if you're offering solar PV panel installation as part of your services. 1,300 viewers responded with one in five of you saying you're already putting them in. 30% of you say that you're still thinking about it and half of you are taking a more lackadaisical approach saying you're leaving it to the specialists. Anecdotal evidence suggests that those specialists are increasingly roofing companies who are making the switch to what they see as more lucrative work. Instead of solar roofs though, what about installing solar windows? That's the tantalising prospect held out by scientists in Hong Kong. Boffins in the former British colony have built a solar window that can generate its own power. This is all down to a special device on the window exterior that sounds a bit like something Doctor Who would use. Do my best Tom Baker impression here. Illuminescent solar concentrator. This harvests the light energy from the sun. Meanwhile, another device on the internal window gathers the thermal power. The scientists from Hong Kong University of Science and Technology claim that their prototype was able to generate 6 watts per square metre of power and a thermal power of around 150 watts per square metre. It's a promising start, but the men in the white coats say more research is needed to perfect the technology, so don't expect them to turn up in a Barrett home near you anytime soon. In EV news this week, Octopus Electric Vehicles have launched an all-you-need EV package that provides drivers with their car, charger and energy tariff. The company has opened up its electric car offering to millions of new drivers in the UK. EV experts will help drivers pick the right car, answer any questions and guide them through the entire process. The Octopus team has also pre-ordered popular EVs to help drivers beat long lead times. You pay a monthly fee which covers the car, the tyres, servicing, repair 
and breakdown assistance from the AA. Everything a driver needs to take to the road. The offer also includes the intelligent Octopus tariff and a free Omi Home Pro charger. The plan is set to boost the take-up of electric vehicles even further. In fact, the number of electric cars sold in the UK has just smashed the half a million mark. Motor industry analysts even say that the number of electric cars in the country is likely to overtake France later this year. A fifth of the electric cars on British roads were made by Tesla, the US electric car company run by the entrepreneur Elon Musk. Before we get carried away though, let's remember that pure electric cars account for just 1.2% of the 40 million cars on British roads. However, that share is expected to rise rapidly as manufacturers roll out cool new models that the public wants to own. Charging all those vehicles just became a little easier this week with the news that Fuse, the company which writes the operating system for charging points, has teamed up with EV Comply, the firm whose app helps installers commission the chargers. Together, they say they can provide lots of support to electrical contractors and help them take on more complex installs. Over 750 installers are currently registered with EV Comply. The two brands say they will be working together to educate electricians about the opportunities around EV charging, especially since the government ended the Home Charge Grant. Another factor which holds out the prospect of easier charging is a scientific breakthrough from America. Scientists at the University of California in San Diego have come up with a new design for lithium-ion batteries. They say the advance could make the batteries perform better in high temperatures. After all, the batteries sit under the floor of the car and very close to the road, which can get very hot. By using a special electrolyte, the batteries performed much better than standard ones. And finally, we bring you a true character of the trade, Ihor the Electrician. This brave individual dodges Russian bombs to keep the lights on in rural villages in eastern Ukraine. When the Russian artillery regiments take a break, Ihor gets to work, and he must work fast. Before the next salvos come flying in, he needs to be finished the repair and get back on the road. He travels everywhere by bicycle, weaving in and out of the bomb craters on the road, to his next job. Some badly bombed areas need the cables reconnecting again and again, but that doesn't put Ihor off. In fact, since the war began, he has reconnected nearly 20 kilometers of power lines that were cut by shelling. One time he was up on top of a pole when Russian tanks came around the corner, and because they weren't sure if it was an ambush, they gave him a wide berth, and Ihor lived to work another day. He also trains villagers in the basics of electricity to help him in his task. The locals say that Ihor risks his life to keep the lights on, and they say he deserves a medal for his work. Coming up this week on our YouTube channel, we look at Riot from RF Solutions. We also show how to connect your EV charge point to the internet, demoing power line control using the Zaptep charger. We'll have more content featuring and explaining the Philips Hue system, and it's a live stream week with all your usual favorites. However, with one key difference. I'll be heading oop north to Line Tide Studios as Gordon's left me and Gary in charge this week. So who knows what chaotic fun we'll be having up there. Tune in on Wednesday at 8 p.m. to find out. If you think you know the words that we've smuggled into today's show, pop your guess into the comments and we'll dig out a goodie bag prize to the first to get the right answers. Last week's words were hopscotch and geranium. And a few people had a stab at it, including Peter L. Deegan, who actually said germanium instead of geranium. But someone beat you to the punch anyway, Peter. So fortunately, I don't have to make a ruling on the effect of autocorrect on comments. Liam Calvi got it right on his second guess. He took a bit of a wrong turn initially on the floral theme with dahlias to start with. And 
Fraser, along with Dr. CPC, who guessed the same. Regular commenter and friend of the show, Paul Tipton, got hopscotch, but went with playing for his second guess. So this week's winner was Kevy427. So well done to you. Please click the link in the description to claim your prize. We also said we'd send a prize to our favourite comment on last week's story about annoying habits of customers. And we've selected this one from someone who simply goes by the username Steve. He must be so famous that he doesn't need a surname like Rihanna. Steve's comment was, bad customer habits are when they offer you the biscuits nobody else in the house would eat. Stale rich teas, come on customers, give us the good stuff, chocolate hobnobs. Not only a truly irritating customer habit, but also an excellent callback to the previous week's podcast on Trady's favourite biscuits. Although to be fair, we all know plain chocolate digestives are the best. But we didn't let that bias us, so Steve, please click the link in the show notes to claim your prize. And on that subject, our apologies to Fishbait075, who's still waiting on his previous win. Joe 2.0 is back in the post room this week and should be able to get your prize shipped shortly. Uh, we've not quite got the logistical heft of Amazon just yet, but we're working on it. Thanks for listening to this episode of Electrical News Weekly in association with Schneider Electric. Make sure you subscribe to receive the next update. Thanks for listening and until next time, have a great week, stay safe out there and remember there's no such thing as a torque calibrated arm.